Hello, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in again. You're listening to One and a Half Asians, Episode 3. I'm your host, Wu Yi. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, partner in crime, incredibly good-looking man, <laughs> Cody Goodale. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Well, Wu, uh, so as everyone knows, the Toronto Raptors had made a trade this summer, and at this point, it's been dissected every single way that you could possibly talk about, but the angle today that I would like to focus on is the system. The system that Kawhi Leonard is coming from and the system that DeMar DeRozan is heading to. So okay. in this conversation, I would like to get your thoughts on how DeMar DeRozan will perform in the system that uh, Greg Popovich has created in San Antonio. And afterwards, do you think that we will see a reduction in Kawhi Leonard's numbers in Toronto now that he is no longer a part of that infamous Greg Popovich system? I actually think that the Spurs will be very good. I've been kind of, you know me, I've bashed DeMar DeRozan a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And I haven't given him as much credit as he probably deserves. I know. As a Raptor fan, but I honestly think he's going to have a monster year next year. Monster? Monster year. I think I want to add in, you heard it here first, yeah. right now, this early into our podcast. Ooh. I didn't, think, I didn't think I'd ever say this about DeMar DeRozan, but when I just think about the system and Greg Popovich as a coach and what he's done with the Spurs, I want to say I think DeMar DeRozan will have a bigger year than Kawhi Leonard. Oh, even than Kawhi I Leonard. Think, I think he'll have a bigger year That's than Kawhi Leonard. That's a bold statement. Because when I, think back, when I think back about DeMar DeRozan, there's one thing that you can't deny is that he works hard every summer. Yep. He works hard. He he works at improving his skills. Every area of his game, he just wants to come back and prove that he's gotten better. Brutal. Now he's in a system with Greg Popovich, who I think is a coach who can utilize every strength from his players and get the best out of them as he possibly can. And I actually don't think... I actually, since DeMar DeRozan is so young, I actually don't think he's reached his full potential yet. And who better to bring that out than Greg Popovich? You've seen what he does with players over the years. You've seen what extra he gets out of players. Who would have thought Kawhi Leonard, what what pick was he, 26? 20, yeah. In the 20s, 20s. would be a player like he is. And I truly believe that's because of Greg Popovich's coaching and how he can develop his players. And I think there was a time even back in the day when Kevin Durant said, you know, Kawhi is only good because he's in he's a system player. It's because he was in Greg Popovich's system that he's able to play so well. And I kind of believe that. I think he's going to have an adjustment period with the Toronto Raptors. He's not in the system that he's comfortable with. And I, I think DeMar DeRozan will have a bigger year than Kawhi Leonard. And you heard it here first. <laughs> from me, from the guy that's hated on DeMar for the longest time, I think... Yeah. I think for sure he's going to have a huge year, and I think Kawhi Leonard's going to regress a little bit. He's going to have some adjustment period. So you think he will take a step back? I think Kawhi Leonard will take a step back with the Toronto Raptors. Yeah? I think so, because there's also chemistry that he has to develop with players. He doesn't well, have it. He has it. chemistry with, with Danny Green. Yeah, but the main guy that you need chemistry with is also the point guard, and yeah, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan had years to develop chemistry. that. Yeah, they're great friends. You don't even know if 
Kyle Lowry's talked to Kawhi Leonard yet. Yeah, that's true. Right? And I don't see how you can play great basketball together without communicating that much. Well, it'll be interesting, Lou. That's definitely something we'll have to keep an eye on this well, year. I think so, because it's weird. There's there's a lot of reports even, or there's a lot of stories right now that are saying how good will the Spurs be next year. And they have an aging roster. They have older players, but... They have an aging roster, but they also have an influx of youth. Yeah. So if they can stay healthy, I think they can get back to the 50-plus wins. You're adding a guy like DeRozan who... Maybe the missing piece, what, missing piece was the coaching. Maybe Dwayne for, Casey. For DeMar? For DeMar DeRozan. Maybe the missing piece for him to get to that next level, to get to that extra all-star level that he can maybe get to, was the coaching. Well, how about this, Wu? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you an important question. When Sports Illustrated comes out with their ranking of players, um... Where do you put Kawhi Leonard and where do you put DeMar DeRozan? What's your guess on where Sports Illustrated will list both of those players? Well, I think DeMar will definitely be... Well, Kawhi's going to be ahead of DeMar. That's but, just how it is. Yeah, and but what would your guess be? Give me a within a five range, like a one to five, five to ten. I don't think it's going to be close. I think, I think as, as always, they're going to put Kawhi in the top five, probably, and okay. DeMar DeRozan's going to be out of the top ten. Oh, but where are you going to put him? Are you going to put him in the 20s, the nah. 30s? Because I think a lot of people around the league are also in that boat in that they think Greg Popovich will uh, not only unleash certain powers that DeMar has that is potentially hasn't reached, but maybe he'll also hide some of the deficiencies on the defensive end uh, that other teams have exposed DeMar for. I still think Kawhi is going to be top five, and DeMar is going to be... 15 or 15 or even 15 to 20 somewhere 15 in 15 to 20. to 20 yeah all right but i do think but you know forget about the ratings i do still think demar derozan is going to have a better year than Kawhi leonard absolutely just because and i think Kawhi leonard he just he's going to have time he needs time to adjust he's i don't know he's still a mystery to me i think he <laughs> he's he was a mystery to everyone. yeah he, he was he played in a system that suited him well. He played for a coach that turned him into the player he is today. And yep. he's no longer playing for that coach. I think DeMar DeRozan is going to have a better year than Kawhi Leonard. I'm excited to see. I'm really excited to see where DeMar DeRozan is going to go next year. I'm actually the most excited I've ever been about a former Raptor going to another team. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, that's a good point, Wu. I've never really followed a Toronto Raptor once they've left the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Obviously, I see them when we play against them, or I see if they make news highlights, but DeMar's still on my Instagram, on my Twitter, on my Snapchat. I'm going to keep following him, and he's a player I'm interested in, and I think that's an interesting sentiment. Yeah, especially, I remember when Chris Bosh left, I kind of just stopped caring about him back after that. I mean, you saw him in the news because he was playing for the flashiest team in the league. Yeah. But I honestly didn't follow anything really in his personal life, and how he was playing. It was just all the stuff that was brought up because he happened to be on the most obviously Stacked visible team, team in with the league. LeBron James, yeah. yeah. So I've talked about what I think about the Spurs next year and how I think DeMar DeRozan will, will do. You know, I guess, some of, the, some of the former players that were on the Raptors, they're now on the Spurs. Rudy Gay, Yakov yeah. Yeah, Pertle. 
Jakob Pertle. Am I saying that right? You I said it right. Okay, I've first it been time. saying it's like turtle, but with a p. Pertle. Pertle. Jakob Pertle. I know when you read it, you want to say portal. Portal. Yeah. So, Rudy Gay, Pertle, <laughs> DeRozan, former players on the Raptors. What What are your thoughts on how the new Spurs will do next year? Oh, I mean, the Spurs are the most consistent franchise in the NBA potentially even all professional sports globally they're like a dynasty to be reckoned with so they're going to be good uh there's no question about that in my mind i think 50 wins is kind of the the baseline where i would expect them to be uh if everyone stays healthy you look at how lamarcus aldridge killed it last year uh they played without Kawhi leonard and almost reached 50 wins yeah they lose Kawhi and danny green two big threats but they bring in uh DeMar DeRozan and Yaka Pirtle, and Pirtle is an offensive and defensive threat in an area that the Spurs were really lacking in. Their defensive, their, sorry, their bigs were immobile and aging, and I think that youthful invigorance of our boy Jakob will, uh, will really help them out. And he's yeah. going to benefit from the system, the system that we've been talking about. Uh, Pirtle has very soft, deft hands. He's very mobile. He sets amazing screens, and he's, he hustles, and he's got a great intelligence to him. His basketball IQ is very high, and the sky's the limit there for him. I think it's always risky when you make a trade because you have to do future potential over returns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, to get someone of Kwai's uh, stature, we had to give up something, and we gave up a big piece, I think, in Pirtle, and I think he could do big things. Yeah, especially... When I look at that Spurs team, I think, and you've heard it before, that everyone tries to play with a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. right? And uh, someone like Rudy Gay, he's always playing with a chip on his shoulder. Someone like DeMar DeRozan now, he has something... The biggest chip of all time. He has something seriously he wants to prove next year. Yeah. You bring in uh, DJ DeJounte Murray. Or yeah. DeJounte. DeJounte Murray. He wants to prove that he can replace Tony Parker. And you have Pertle. Pertle. You have (laughs) Pertle. Damn, I keep saying that wrong. Are you not Pertle enough for my (laughs) Pertle club? You got Jakob Pertle, who I'm sure he just got traded. He wants to prove himself and prove his worth. And he's got great veterans that he can learn from over there. Yeah, has seen it all, both on the international stage with the Olympics and the uh, Spanish team and then in the NBA yeah so we'll, we'll see what's going on with them but I think I think that's a scary team to go against I think the the Spurs will be definitely a 50 plus one team next year yeah. and DeMar DeRozan is going to light it up and take hmm. over can I just say one of the saddest parts about this trade from a fan's perspective is that we broke up two very strong bromances Everyone knows about Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan and how close they were. But nobody gives Jakob Pertl and Pascal Siakam the respect they deserve in their bromance. <laughs> they were so bromantic. They even had a Google commercial together. And I don't think that was very far from where their real relationship was. I think that's sad. Yeah. We broke up two bromances. It's a sad day. But if you keep up with them on Instagram, they're still. It looks like they're still very active with oh, yeah. messaging each other. And, yeah, and they keep up with each other. But it's it's tough, like losing your best friend, the guy you travel with, you spend all that time with. Yeah. But it's a business, Wu. It's a business. Yeah. They keep saying that. And what I guess can you do? Is. 
Speaking of relationships, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We won't go there. So, we, uh, slow season, summertime. So, obviously, there aren't many games going on, but there was kind of a, a YouTube video that we both watched the other day. Oh, yeah, Showed there was. Showed a lot yeah. of uh, some of our bench, the, the bench mob, hashtag bench mob, playing against some of the bigger stars uh, out in California, the Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, among others. Um, it's exciting stuff. The thing, yeah. the takeaway that I was most excited about, because like I've got a lot of confidence in Fred Van Fleet, I've got a lot of confidence in OG and Anobi, who we should really just do a whole segment on, because that guy's unreal. Yeah. Norman Powell has been looking really good in the summer league, from what I've been watching. He's yeah. been playing against Russell Westbrook, which honestly is probably one of the hardest guards to guard in the NBA, consistently all summer long, because they're both uh, UCLA um, graduates, and they go back there every summer to train. Okay. He's been looking really good, and in the video, I think it's like somewhere around the five and a half minute mark, he goes up and he blocks Russ, uh, sorry, Westbrook blows by him, but he had an immediate drop set to recover, and he ended up blocking the shot, and that got me that got me a little excited about yeah. next season, Woo. Maybe I'll post the link. For those of you who haven't watched this clip, I'll post a link in the description below. Norm Powell, he kind of got lost in the rotation, unfortunately, because he got injured. Yeah. But I... There was actually something I was reading. He's... he's I don't know if you read the same article as me. He was supposed to be the next Raptor that's going to be traded. Oh, I, I, was, seen this. I was reading one article that the next Raptor to go should be Norm Powell. Because he just doesn't seem to fit on their roster anymore. Yeah. He just, they haven't, he hasn't improved as much as they thought he would. Yeah. He's a good 3 and D guy, but we got, we got a few of those now. Yeah. I'm kind of in that, in that boat. I, I actually don't, as excited as you might be with Norm Powell, I'm actually not that excited with him. I think, I, I don't think he'll be a Raptor by the end of the season. Yeah, this time next yeah. year. I don't Norm's think, gone. I don't think he's... He's got a pretty good contract. I think it's it's pretty easy to give up. And I think another team could have better use for him than the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. And I think for someone of his quality of play, he, I mean, he's he's shown that he can defend. He's shown yeah. that he can shoot. I think we can get some maybe good pieces in return of, of maybe some spots that we need. So you're giving up? I think I've given up on Norm Powell. That's a bold statement. I have. Well, we, I'd like to, uh, to maybe kick it back a little bit, talk a little about some of our old school memories. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Wu and I have been watching the Raptors for a long time. We've been watching since the Toronto Raptors played out of the Sky Dome, when the Sky Dome was called the Sky Dome, not yeah. the Rogers Center. But I'd like to take us back to the, one of the most infamous draft class, uh, the 2003-2004 draft class that featured such names as LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony. And in that year, we drafted, uh, at number four, we drafted Chris Bosh. Yeah, Chris Bosh. Uh, there's, there's another salty memory from Wu. Another draft I didn't like very much. But go on, Cody, go on. So you and I had a conversation earlier talking about that draft class and how leading up to it, we had options at number four. I mean, that draft class was crazy deep. But the season that led into that draft class in the NCAA featured one of the marquee stars of Dwayne Wade just killing it and doing work, leading his team to the NCAA 
uh, finals, I believe it was. Yep. For me, that draft class, that day, I wanted the Raptors to go up there and announce Dwayne Wade. And instead, they said Chris Bosh. Because we already had Vince Carter on that team. So they didn't want to have an overlapping talent. 100% I agree. I, I would have drafted Dwayne Wade. Like, I mean, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty woo, but could you imagine we had the flash? I don't understand their decision with that, though, to not draft Dwayne Wade just because we had Vince Carter. Well, yeah. Because you see how Dwayne Wade played in college. You mm-hmm. saw this guy was a triple-double. He was a winner. He willed the team to win. Yeah, and I've never seen that, honestly, even to this day. I've never seen a player. I don't remember a player that I distinctly remembered playing in the NCAA. Like, I just knew who Dwayne Wade was. Yeah during that time and I'm not even that big on college basketball Yeah. and for the Raptors to not pick him and go with someone like Chris Bosh it seemed like a safe line. bet to pick Chris Bosh we had Vince Carter bring in a big for him man and I hate to play this game the what if but let's remember that Dwayne Wade came in and was a talent was a force to be reckoned with and then soon thereafter Shaquille O'Neal demands a trade out of Los Angeles and said, yeah. I want to play with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade's in Toronto. We trade Vince Carter for Shaquille O'Neal. That seems like a reasonable trade. Plus filler. <laughs> upsetting, isn't it, yeah, Will? Yeah, it is upsetting. But uh, <laughs> Dwayne Wade would have been amazing oh, beside Vince Carter. And that's the thing. Like, Maybe the Raptors fans, or sorry, Raptors management thought back to when Vince and Tracy McGrady couldn't coexist. Maybe they thought Vince and Dwayne Wade couldn't coexist. Because this was back in the day when we were... That was kind of the borderline. You needed to have an all-star, ball-dominant player plus surrounding players in order to win in the league, that kind of formula. Yeah, there wasn't like these days where they're building super team after super team. (laughs) Yeah. Where stars who could run their own team instead join another superstar and yep. I'd like to quote CJ McCollum and say that's just disgusting <laughs> <laughs> it's just honestly it's disgusting I think I think I want to go back to those old days where it was a superstar on a team and he was leading his team those days when Vince Carter was leading Toronto oh. were the some of the best basketball I've ever seen in my life yep. those days when Allen Iverson was leading his team oh, geez. some of the best basketball I've seen in my life those days when it was Kobe leading his team, yep. some of the best basketball I've seen in my life. <laughs> Steve Francis when he was oh, running the Houston don't Rockets. Bring up Steve Francis when oh. he was running Houston. Some of, <laughs> some, the ground. some of the best basketball I've ever seen. It's a different style. It's a different era of basketball. We have to appreciate the the ups and downs of both. I mean, we didn't have the three point shooting that of today's game. I guess so. I guess that's the reason. I, there's your reason actually. That's why we didn't draft Dwayne Wade. But three point shooting. No, not three-point shooting, just the star. Like, we already had our star. Yeah. We, we, we didn't, didn't need another one. Two smalls can't exist, but a big and a small. You look at the Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. You look at the Twin Towers in, uh, in San Antonio with, uh, what's his real name? David Robinson. David and Robinson and Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Yeah. I know, Chris Bosh kind of, he got a lot of, uh, he got made fun of a lot <laughs> for for his size and... I think it was Scotty Pippen. He called him like when when he joined the when he joined the Heat. Yeah. They they called the Heat uh, 
two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Shaquille O'Neal said that Chris Bosh was the RuPaul of the NBA. Yeah. Poor guy. Love you, Chris Bosh. I mean, outside of the whole leaving us thing, but I get it. We gave you Hidu Turkaloo and Russian yeah. Asterovich to stay. Ah, what could have happened with Dwayne Wade? <laughs> Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal as Toronto Raptors. I like that. I like that that mental picture, Lou. Or forget about Shaquille O'Neal, just Dwayne Wade and Vince Carter. That would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That would have been a great team. That would have been a team that's good enough to take us. But if you just if you if we're gonna talk about good teams that could have taken us somewhere, then Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady. Oh my god, that's, Lou, that's heartbreaking. Even when you hear T Mac talk about it now, because he's a, a color commentary and, and TV analyst, when when they bring up that that team that T Mac left. Because the year T-Mac left was the year that we went up against uh, Allen Iverson in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Or for the Eastern Conference. And, like, you throw in T-Mac on that team, and then it was a walk into the finals, and we played Los Angeles. That would have been a hard... I mean, Toronto's always played well against the tough Western teams. Yeah. For some reason, if you, if you look back at some of the old highlights of Vince Carter when he played the Lakers, when yeah. he played teams in the West, some of the... Some of the most in, some of the most insane dunks he's ever had. Well, I think we should have like a little segment in here where we like we analyze one of our favorite in-game Vince Carter dunks. Okay. Yeah, I he, think we should do that. Yeah, he Vince Carter has had some of the most insane dunks against the Lakers yep. in particular that I remember clearly in my mind. <laughs> but man, if it was Vince Carter, Trace McGrady against Shaq and Kobe, that would have been the most amazing finals ever. Yeah, we'd still be watching that today. Yeah. Be on repeat <laughs> while we're recording this thing. It'd just be in the background. 24-7. Well, hopefully we get there this year. NBA Finals. Yeah. Us versus Golden State. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I would think is a pretty good matchup still. Yeah. Because Toronto always seems to play well against Golden State. We really do. It's always a few points difference. And then this year we have the, the versatility to kind of combat them. Although, I don't know, we really have... No, Jonas always kind of punks uh, Boogie Will... Uh, yeah, Boogie. Boogie, yeah. Actually, yeah. I like that. I like that matchup a lot now that I think about it. Because JV will get inside of Cousin's head and get him out of it. Get him angry. Yeah, we got a lot of length, too. Yep. So, three-point shooting, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Especially against on the Warriors. someone like the Raptors. So... And the Spurs, they they played very well when they were a depleted team and only had Kawhi against... Yeah, it's true. The year know, that... The year that he injured. got hurt. Yeah, the year that Zaza Pachulia... Zaza Pachulia. Stuck out his foot. That was so dirty. Which I would like to add, Bruce Bowen did that to my boy Steve Francis, and that's how he got hurt one he time. He also did it to Vince Carter. Bruce yeah. Bowen was dirty as <laughs> dirty yeah. gets. I'm glad he got fired from the Clippers. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really help the Raptors keep Kawhi. No. But I'm glad he got fired. Bruce Bowen. I think there's a clip where, like, Bruce Bowen bit on a pump fake, and instead of just gliding past the guy, he, like, kicks him in the chest. Yeah. Kicked him in the face. In I the face. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand. I mean, that was kind of the borderline between old school basketball and new school basketball, the hand check rule, but that's just dirty. This year is going to be truly an interesting year. Again, I'm, I'm rooting for DeMar DeRozan. Yep. I'm rooting for the Raptors, but it's DeMar DeRozan. 
<laughs> I can't I can't believe I'm saying it this this episode. I think he'll do extremely well next year. I'm excited for him. Yeah. Hashtag prove him. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think? Do you think he's going to be... What do you think? Do you think he's going to do... Or do you think he will play better than Kawhi next year? No. I think Kawhi's... Really? I think Kawhi's coming out of the gates wanting to, to prove him. I think he's upset with how he was treated. I think he's upset with people calling him out in the media. I think he still has to play for that max contract. I think he has lots to prove. And I think people saying that he was a byproduct of a system, people saying that he still hasn't done anything since he got injured, people saying that maybe he once was a top two player in the NBA, but now he might not be. I am one of those people. I know. I think, I think he hears all that, Woo, and I think it's going to show. I don't think so. No? No. I think you're wrong. All right. Well, I think you're dead wrong, Cody. But right. We'll check back end of the year. We will. We'll have to have a, an end of the season wrap up where we come back to all of these conversations. The you heard it here first. The disagreements between you and I, where we find out I won all of those disagreements. No. When you have a player on the team that you embrace, you only focus on the flaws. And you're only focusing on Kawhi Leonard's flaws. I know. Just like you only focus on Damar's flaws. You gotta be positive, Wu. We gotta break out the salami and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Chuck Swirsky. Miss you. I think the only Raptor I didn't actually criticize that much was Vince Carter. Yeah. Yeah. Did you criticize him at the end? No. Even when he was crying all the time? Yeah. I still thought he was... I still thought he was the man. Yeah. Half man, half amazing. Yeah, it's a big turn of events here on One and a Half Asians. Wu actually (laughs) pulling for DeMar Rosen and... Hating on Kawhi Leonard. Hating on Kawhi Leonard. You heard it here first. (laughs) You can't just say that about everything, (laughs) Wu. I know. (laughs) Such a good... Such a good line, though. Oh, man. But that's a pretty, it's a pretty big switch for me, so you heard it here first from, from yeah, me. Yeah, that is, it, it's shocking to it honestly hearing, hearing from you. That's the truth, though. That's, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> Tomorrow DeRozan. So, Wu, it's the summertime. We got not much to go on for the Raptors, so I want to ask you a question. Sure. Uh, my family recently got a dog, and... It's been an adjustment. This is the first time we've really had a pet grown up, and it's been amazing. And I was just wondering if you ever had the inclination to want to get a pet, and if yes, what would you get? I actually don't want any pets. No? No. Are you not, like, a dog-cat person, or no. you just don't want one? I used to have a dog, actually, when I was yeah really young, like, around grade... I think I was in grade three or grade four. Okay. So I used to have a dog, but... It's just hard to take care of. It's just I don't I you don't have two I know I know but two years and younger. I just find it if if they're not like your children, you have to kind of treat. I'm not a dog hater, okay? I love dogs, people. <laughs> I love dogs, but before you before you hear what I'm about to say, just keep in mind I like dogs. Oh, they geez. they're just better treated if they're not being taken care of by me. It's just hard for me to I think keep up with that. Yeah. So which is why I don't have 
pets. I love, you know, I love petting dogs, and <laughs> I hate cats. That's the one thing I, I you hate. Cats? I hate cats. I just, I think I have allergies to cats. Yeah. Yeah, and all the cats that I've actually been around, they've they get super angry. They like maybe because you hate them. No, no, no. Like when I try to pet some cats, and they they like claw at you. Yeah. Like super fast, they claw at you. I have, like, so many experiences with that happening when I'm just trying to pet them. Yeah. So that's the reason I hate cats. It's never happened when I tried to pet a dog. Mm. So I like dogs. I just, I'm not suited to take care of one. You want to be the fun uncle to a dog. You don't want to be the father. Yeah. Come in, play, leave. Exactly. Cool. So, I'm sorry if that upsets some of the listeners, but that's the best, actually. I don't take care of dogs because I'm not suited. <laughs> I'm actually, you should be happy I don't take care of a dog. Yeah. So, Cody, I don't really have a question about you. I just kind of have a funny fact that I'd like to tell everyone. (laughs) It's a funny fact that I actually just still think about from time to time. And it's one thing, it has to do with snacks. Yeah. Simply as snacks. So, people who don't know me, I'll tell you a fact about myself. I like eating potato chips or even Doritos. I like just eating chips in general. So, when I'm going to sit down and watch a game... I like to grab a bag of chips and just sit down and watch a game and, and enjoy a beer. And that's my ideal game time snack is, mm-hmm. you know, it could be some peanuts. It could be chips, but chips is what I like. I learned something about Cody that just made <laughs> me scratch my head. And it, I don't know if it's, it might make you scratch your head as well, but think about this. You're sitting down. You're watching. You're you're about to get ready for a game. The Rafters are playing. You're getting everything ready for the game. You got your beer ready. You got your seat ready. You got the time. And as you sit, you're watching the game. You're reaching into a bag for a slice of bread. (laughs) (laughs) And you're eating bread slice after slice as you're watching a game. Well, folks, I learned that Cody's one of Cody's favorite snacks is a loaf of bread. Well, that <laughs> and, makes sense to me. And I found that to be the weirdest thing. I didn't understand it. Like, how does someone sit on a couch and just eat slice after slice of bread with nothing on it? Just well, humans have <laughs> thousands of years of experience with eating bread. Breaking bread is an integral part of the human I, I experience. Would, I would understand, like, a baguette or, like... <laughs> what, an artisanal loaf? Or, like, toast. But not like slice after slice in a like a Wonder Bread bag. Well, when you go to the <laughs> restaurant, do they have bags of chips out, or do they have bread and butter? Yeah, but you have a. They don't give you a full loaf amount. They give you just something to, to snack on. To snack on, and and they might include some like balsamic vinegar and some olive oil yeah. and some butter for you to put that on. But both of those things I enjoy with my bread. But everyone knows if you eat that whole bread. You're going to be too full to eat your meal. <laughs> when you eat that whole bag of chips, you're going to be too full to eat your meal. I know, but when you think about chips, chips is a normal snack to Are eat. Are saying I'm not normal, Lou? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and I think people who are listening should agree with me. Chips is, chips is a normal snack. A loaf of bread is not. <laughs> well, we live in a free country. I can do what I want. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd like to get everyone's thoughts on this. Yeah, comment below. Am I am I the weird one for eating chips as a snack, or is Cody the weird one 
for eating alone. Ooh, you're framing it so that you win. The question should be, <laughs> is eating bread weird? Yes or no? But that's not... That's not... <laughs> the no. context of it? No. Because I remember when I asked you, what do you... <laughs> What do you buy in the bread alone, like loaf of bread for? You said, I'm going to eat this <laughs> whole bag. I'm going to eat this whole bag while, I don't know, watching a movie. And I just thought that was the weirdest thing. Well, you sent me a picture once saying, oh my God, I'm going to finish this loaf of bread. I get it. That, that was a French, that was French bread. French bread. French bread, not a loaf of, you know, Wonder Bread. Oh, I don't eat Wonder Bread. That's what I had, that's what I pictured in my mind. Oh, Wu, you're getting crazy here. <laughs> Your old age is showing. Okay. But anyways, I still think it's weird. Well, so Wu, I get it. You're judging me. It's no big deal. So we'd like to maybe add these small facts about ourselves or ask each other these questions after our raptor talk. <laughs> there's there's one for me, though. If you didn't know that about Cody, now you do. Thanks, Wu. I'm going to have to bake you a loaf of bread one time and then not let you eat it because you're going to be so jealous of how tasty this bread is. <laughs> All right. I'm going to send you a picture tonight. Do all you right. like sourdough? Sourdough's all right. Sourdough's if I'm dipping right. it in something, <laughs> not just eating it while I'm watching a hockey game or yeah, basketball we'll, I'd game. I'd like to see you watch a, a hockey game. Hockey game, okay. Can we do that this year? Watch a hockey game? I guess. Have you ever watched a hockey game beginning to end? No, never. Never? Never. Have you ever watched a whole period? Have you watched any kind of hockey? I have. I'm, uh, like... I'm not lying. When I turn on a hockey game, somebody scores. <laughs> you, you are like the one team. Touch. I know, yeah. For some reason, when I switch it on TV, a team scores within the first 30 seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you want to watch a high-scoring game, then, yeah, maybe you should watch one with me. But What you're telling me is the Toronto Maple Leafs should pay yeah. you yes, to watch the games. Yes, I don't, but I don't actually watch hockey, though. I don't think I've ever watched a full period of hockey. All right. Let's make that happen this year. Okay. I'm a Raptor fan. I watch basketball. Yeah, just like Amir Johnson. And he embraced the Toronto Maple Leafs. I've watched baseball when the Blue Jays were doing really well. Uh, bandwagon. I'm a, I'm a bandwagon. I'll admit to that. That's fair. So you got to jump on the Toronto Maple Leaf bandwagon this year. We'll watch a game early in the season so that when they make it to the playoffs, you'll, you'll have a little bit of context. Okay. Deal. Done. All right, Woo, well, thank you so much for having us do this third installment of our podcast. Thank you, I had Cody. a lot of fun. I hope our viewers appreciate how much you enjoy my bread-eating story. I do, yeah. So we're, we're trying to switch things up a little bit here on the podcast and see what works and what doesn't. So please bear with us while we're going through these growing pains. Yeah, we appreciate all the listens, all the views, and... From now until the end of the season, you're gonna see you're gonna see growth, and that's consistency and growth is two things that I think we both agree will be on the table at all times. I like it. All right, Will. Have a good night, everyone. We'll talk to you yeah. next week. See you guys next week.